Coming up, we're going to help you become a networking ninja. We'll talk about the soft skills involved and how to become a great networker. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 32. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me is Bob Graham. For your newcomers, welcome, and let's set the stage a bit. We've uncovered a list of 55 soft skills based on academic research and our own teaching of college students and our work in various industries and our keen eye on them. And we're uncovering with each podcast episode what they mean and why they matter today. We're in week one of our two-week discussion of networking that we're calling Networking Ninja. Did you know that about 85% of all jobs come from networking? I'm not really surprised uh, at that. The number sounds a little higher than I was expecting, but uh, I know how much I encourage my students and uh, employers I work with and, and to form those connections and, and kind of pave the way. Uh, that's what LinkedIn found out in a recent survey that was in 2016, and I think it's, it mirrors what we're each experiencing these days, and, and it leaves us each struggling with, well, hold it, if, if I keep hearing these networks are so important, how do I really get that going because I'm just not a natural networker. So today's podcast is for you. It may seem that networking isn't necessarily something we should be talking about here in our soft skills podcast, but in fact, networking is all about using soft skills. Right, Bob? It is, Toby, because soft skills are all about interpersonal communications and networking is all about interpersonal communications. It's uh, connecting with people in different ways. We want to deal with people we like, trust, and respect. And the best way to do that is to get a referral. If I refer you, Toby, to someone, whether you want your car worked on or you're trying to get a book printed or you need to go on a trip and you need a travel agent, if I say, Toby, talk to this person, you think that I've vetted that person. I've made that connection, and you trust me, and therefore I'm putting my name on the line when I give that name to you. And if something goes wrong, you can say, you can say to me and to that person, hey, Bob said you're really good. What's going on here? I think the same thing happens when we're looking for um, opportunities when, within our careers. We want to know, we want to get, we want to shortcut everything we can. So, Networking is one of the ways to do that. I, I know people who have networked to find employees. They've gone to specific networking events to find those employees rather than post a job ad. They'd rather go to a networking event, just talk to people. And if someone's really good, they'll say, hey, uh, by the way, are, are, are you comfortable with your job? Uh, you know, yes, no, maybe. And then they ask them for information to lead to that possibility of a job. I've, I've also um, seen people that have gone into restaurants and said to the waiter or waitress, you know, you'd be really good at a job. Well, I have a job posting. Would you be interested? And it's because they saw that person in action. And networking allows us to see a person in action. And when we think about the soft skills with networking, we're really talking foremost. Most of all, it's about listening. And I've been to hundreds of networking events in my career. And I can tell you, most people go to networking events wanting to do talking. They want to say, hi, I'm Bob Graham, and I work with Serious Soft Skills. You should listen to our podcast. It's really great. Thanks. Bye. And you hand them a business card and you move on. 
And I will tell you what happens to those business cards in that discussion. They both end up in the trash can or in the shirt pocket that gets dry cleaned or through the washer. There is absolutely no engagement whatsoever. The uh, slash and run approach does not work. You cannot go into a networking event with 100 business cards and expect to hand out 100 business cards and be successful. You want to go into a networking event and find maybe one or two people who are worthy of getting your business card. And they will tell you that the best way to know if someone wants your business card is to have them ask you. Don't just hand it to a person. Wait for them to say, hey, do you have a card? Or we should get together for coffee. Oh, then give them a business card. And I think that shift to listening more is really important in networking and also an entree point for the more shy people who have to go to a networking event. Because I think the fear factor for them tends to be, I've got to go and talk to all these people, and I'm not really comfortable talking to people like that. But if you can go to a networking event and just ask one or two questions, and I have a standard question that I ask. In fact, I will share it with everyone near the end of this podcast. I'm going to make them wait because that way they'll listen to more of this. Um, I have a standard question that everyone likes to answer. And so we'll get to that later. But some of the other soft skills that you can integrate into this are being empathetic. You know, when someone's at, when you start talking with someone, feeling what they feel, understanding their situation. So if someone says, oh, I had a horrible day at work today. I, I, I didn't even want to come to this event tonight. You can actually say, I, I totally get that. I, I felt that way a couple of weeks ago. I, I had a really bad day too, and I had to do this thing. I totally get what you're going through. As opposed to, oh, really? Well, that's a bummer, but you're here. Get over it. That doesn't help us like, trust, and respect someone. I think two things pop up as you uh, mentioned that. One is those formal networking meetings where uh, professional groups do it or alumni groups will host it or you know, so many of those. And, and people are all coming to that intending to make connections and so forth. But you also mentioned Wait, those. I inform- disagree. Can I just jump in, Toby? I disagree. Most people are going to those things to get business. They're not going to make connections. Connections and business are different. Connections lead to business, but you can't go and say, I'm an auto mechanic. Here's my card. Bring your, bring your car in next week. That's not going to happen. And I think that's one of the misnomers we're seeing a lot. Right. So the connections come first and then a uh, friend building that turns into business building. Yes. But I think we also encounter even more often those informal connections where, and I've had that happen, you know, I'm sitting at a coffee shop, I'm going through some notes or, or reviewing a book or something and somebody will look up and say, oh, wow, where did you get that? Or, you know, and a conversation starts and we've got to value that as a potential interest point, maybe even um, better than the uh, network, formal networking organization, because this is organic and there's a, there's a, uh, a shared interest or either either that's location commonality or or the sweatshirt you're wearing or something and so we've got an opportunity to meet a new person and and I think to that of uh of sometimes the elevator speech is that someone will say oh what what kind of work do you do I, I need to have a fairly focused 
answer to that that gives a person a 30-second shot or, or less and says, oh, hey, here's what I'm into, and then there's a chance that they might spark it. Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize, and, and this happened two days ago, uh, I was snowboarding and stopped, took a break, went over and sat by the fire, and I had a tiniest patch of a sweatshirt showing underneath my ski jacket, and the person sitting across from me saw it and said, hey, that's a great university. What's your connection with them? And ended up and turned into a 10 or 15 minute conversation, exchange names, you know, hey, we got to catch up sometime. And, you know, we have to be ready for those and those can turn into great opportunities. And the reason I think, Toby, is those opportunities don't have the noise that other network, the formal networking events are full of noise, literally, and also a lot of talking, a lot of people, and a lot of Everyone's focused so hard, but the more organic networking opportunity fits us better because we're just being ourselves. And ultimately in business, I've got to be myself. I'm a guy who's going to tell jokes. I'm going to goof off a little bit. And you're going to see that if you meet me at a coffee shop and just, or if I'm in a grocery store and we're both going to get uh, tomatoes. Uh, Oh, what are you making tonight? Oh, I'm going to make a pasta sauce. Oh, what are you making? It can be very simple things. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just being genuinely curious about people in life that leads to the opportunity to have a deeper discussion and build your network. It's not focused. I do not get up any morning and say, I'm going to meet three people and do business with them. I just don't. I, I've come to a place in my life where it's, I want to just meet people and the people that are interested in what I'm doing will find me or I will find them one way or another. And most of the business I've gotten with my marketing company has come through networking, through connections with people, not with me going out and making cold calls. I've made two or three cold calls. I don't like cold calls. They're not fun to do, and they're not really productive to me. So I would rather look for opportunities to meet people In the hopes that if I meet 100 people a month and I'm just Bob, one or two of those people might be an interest in what I'm up to. And I might have a follow-up cup of coffee with that person. Where, again, I'm not looking for business. I'm looking to just get to know them. Hey, what are the interests that you have? What are you doing in your life? And I'm not sitting and listening to the moment when they say, oh, I have this problem with soft skills because the reality is no one's ever going to say that, Toby. You know, but if someone says something like, you know, I'm having a real hard time finding employees that, that can work for my company and be effective, I might probe a little more there for two reasons. One, it might be a potential business partner down the road. Two, I want to understand what my potential customer is going through and hearing people talk in their words about the problem I want to solve is how I'm able to articulate the problem to the next person more clearly. And I think that goes back to that idea of listening and being empathetic. Uh, And just to go back, well, we probably should take a break. I'm looking at the clock, Toby. Let's take a break. Sounds good. Um, I think we've got some good uh, perspective on uh, networking, and the term I think scares people a little bit, but it's that building relationships and meeting people and connecting. So let's take a little break and then come back and, and uh, do as we often do, and intentionality of how, how do we come into those situations ready and uh, uh, anticipating them being productive. Hey, Bob Graham here. 
Our new ebook, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, is out. This ebook lists all 55 soft skills that employees and employers are using and their organizations are working to harness for greater productivity and innovation. And we give examples of how they're using them in the workplaces. It's a great springboard for your career and for your organization. The ebook retails for $4.99. Because you are a loyal listener of the Serious Soft Skills Podcast, we're going to make it free. Just use coupon code six weeks when you order it at SeriousSoftSkills.com, and it's free for you. That's right. You can download the 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success for free in the time it takes to listen so to the rest back, of this Bob, podcast. We've been Don't delay because this coupon code interview. won't last forever. This is our way of showing our commitment to your success in 2018. So download it now. So, Bob, before the break, we were talking about uh, transforming ourselves into those networking ninjas and uh, really uh, taking advantage of those opportunities. We know how powerful networks are in uh, successful job searches these days. And I think uh, in general, in successful business, even once we've found that job, when we want to uh, grow our business, we want to uh, learn more things, we draw on those networks. So we've talked about listening. We've talked about the importance of being empathetic when you're in those situations. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for certainly oral presentation. You've got to be ready to tell your story in either the very short version or the longer version. Um, what other soft skills do immediately come to mind when you think good networking? Uh, I think of critical thinking because you've got to be thinking on your feet and you've got to be trying to plug into what someone's saying and, and have the right anecdote or the right response. So it's about really looking at a situation and not just saying, my company can help you. My company can help you. Or I, I can help you. If you hire me, I can help you. I can help you. Did I mention I can help you? That If someone hears that, they're going to turn and walk away. That's just not going to work. I also would throw the one out of uh, teamwork. And I have found that one of the best ways to do networking if you find yourself at a formal event is to have two of you work together one person goes up and meets someone, starts talking to them, and the other person walks up, and that person introduces you. Somehow being the person get, that gets introduced as the third party, it makes it so much easier to talk because your buddy's going to say, oh, this is Bob. He does this. And instantly there's a rapport. I don't know why that works so well, but it's sort of like the wingman with dating thing that I never employed, but I've heard about, read about. Uh, but that, that's the thing because it's also better if you talk about me. So Toby explaining me is better than me explaining me. And I was thinking as you were talking, Toby, that my, my teaching position now at a pretty reputable university in the Baltimore area is a result of you helping me get a job at another university in the Baltimore area that I would not have gotten the job as easily had you not said, you've got to talk to this person. This is a good person for you. So that network, you knowing, trusting, respecting me paid off. And so that wingman idea really does ultimately become the reality for a lot of us. And so I'm going to pivot a little if I can, Toby. Um, I was reading the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday, and they had a headline that caught my eye. It said, the mistakes you make in meetings first milliseconds. And they had a list 
of six things that they said gain trust without saying a word. And I thought for the introverts, this is really like gold. Even for me, an extrovert, I found it fascinating. So I'm going to go through these uh, six suggestions from Wednesday's Wall Street Journal. Uh, The first one, hold your hands relaxed at your sides without fidgeting. Makes sense, right? If you're fidgeting, you look uncomfortable. Who wants to talk to you if you're you're just not sure of yourself? So hold them just down at your side. Second one, avoid hunching over to stare into your phone before meeting others. And I cannot tell you how many professional events and networking events I go to where everyone is on their phone. And afterwards, you're walking out to your car and it's like, how many people do you talk to? Oh, I didn't talk to anyone. Really? I wonder why. Third one, keep your elbow at your side when shaking hands, drawing the other person closer than arm's length. And I thought, I'm a tall guy. That's really interesting. I tried it with my wife last night, and I said, I want to shake your hand the way I do it, and I want to shake your hand the way they suggest. And immediately by doing it with my elbow at my side, my wife was about a foot closer to me. And, of course, distance conveys trust. The closer I allow you to get to me, the more you're apt to trust me. So that simple thing, keeping your elbow your side, is a good suggestion. But not like hooked to your to your uh, stomach area, your your midriff, but just near your side. So that's three. The fourth one: lean forward and focus intently on the other person when he or she is speaking. Makes sense. In other words, listen. Stand erect, number five, stand erect with shoulders squared, balancing your weight evenly. So looking like you want to be there, I would say. And then finally, the last one, smile in response to what others say and do rather than grinning nonstop. If if you're constantly smiling the whole time, the person's going, he's not listening or she's not listening. If you smile when they say something that you agree with, then they suddenly go, oh, they're tracking with me. And you start building that rapport. Would you add anything to this list, Toby? No, I think that's a great start on those. Um, I like that they're so specific and actionable. That's a great list that you know you can take to the next uh, networking event and put it into play. Um, I would also uh, to to facilitate that uh, engagement. Those to to as you said, you know, have a couple questions prepared in the back of your mind. Certainly, people don't mind talking about their work, uh, where they went to school, those type of things. So having some questions of, hey, uh, do you come to these events very often? Uh, I've only been to this group once, or I heard about this group from X person. Um, how did you get involved in this group? So have some very simple questions that you can just engage with people and open the door. Do you want me to uh, give you my, my great question that works every time? No. No, no, please. Uh, you've got. I know our listeners are on the edge of their seats. That's right. They're they're going to run a red light if I don't tell exactly. them exactly. So here's the question: that works, and it also gets at what someone's trying to achieve and whether you might be able to help them in some way. And before I ask, uh, before I give it, I want to say the other thing is when we're networking. Part of the success of networking is not lo- not just looking out for ourselves, but also looking out for the people around us. So if someone says to me, I need someone to do my taxes, I have a tax person that they can talk to, and my network can grow. And when I give that referral, that person I've made the referral to is going to help me in other ways. So it, it's, it's a spider web, and it's not just me out for myself, if that makes sense. So the question that works every time is, 
what's the biggest challenge in your career right now? Or what's your biggest professional challenge? I do it both ways. And usually the person takes a second to think about it. And then they give you something that is really insightful and really deep and sometimes tremendously personal. You know, um, I I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago and I said that to him and he said, it's managing my career and having enough time with my children. And that led us to a discussion. He has some teenage children, and that was a great discussion that he really opened up to me about how hard it is to leave work to be at his son's sporting events, and that he's missed a couple. And he was practically in tears telling me this because he felt like he failed as a father. Now, think of the relationship I've developed with him over that shared experience, that when I call him somewhere down the road or email him and go, hey, by the way, how's your son? How's his basketball season going? What did the, if it's summer, uh, is he getting ready for next year? Is he looking at colleges? That's the kind of thing that when we network, that's successful networking. When you can have something that you shared together, it can be a food item. It can be frustration with the heat in the room. It can be a frustration over whatever. It could be a joy over, oh yeah, uh, you know, uh, I was at an event and someone said, my son just found out he got into this school. I said, oh, I have a niece that's waiting to hear from a school, and I've got my fingers crossed, and I'm praying every day. We connected on that, and a couple days later, I got an email from that person saying, has she heard yet? How great is that? We have not talked one thing about business. The only, the only business connection that person has to me is they have my business card that says our company name on it. We have not gone anywhere near business. But somewhere down the road, I assume that we will talk business. Does that make sense to you, Toby? No, it's great because I think we've opened up kind of three uh, different dimensions of networking, and there's different levels of uh, engagement in those, the, those formal events, those informal encounters that, that um, in both cases we can deepen that connection. And then we started, we talked about LinkedIn, and certainly LinkedIn is something that people use to manage their network. But uh, keep in mind that we, we're often all constantly getting requests to connect. And uh, and while that has some benefits, um, it, it often doesn't get us to that real connection with the person. And your uh, example really gets to an, an extremely deep uh, growth of a connection. We're in those LinkedIn people. I think about the uh, the various people, and it may be someone who heard our co- podcast and, and reached out and grabbed, which is great. Um, but so many of those contacts will never... Uh, become a, a richer contact. Uh, they may get some emails from us. They may, you know, we may share some information, but um, that that isn't all that can come from networking. It's certainly a great basis, a great start. But what we're really talking about when we're talking about networking is is making those connections, building those relationships. And face-to-face or face-to-phone really makes a difference. Email just is not the way you develop those relationships. It's hard to get into a deep personal discussion over email. But the phone call at the right time can, or a coffee. Very simple. So, uh, Bob, we better wrap up. For our folks, I believe, uh, watching the clock here, um, we've gotten some good stuff, I think, into play about uh, networking and integrating soft skills and intentionality in your networking, what to be looking for, how to be uh, 
kind of challenging yourself and some real practical ways to get that going. Uh, next week, we're going to give you some expert suggestions to make networking a whole lot easier and more fun so uh, you can be uh, truly that networking ninja. Uh, also, don't f- forget to uh, download your copy of our book, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success. Uh, we gave you a coupon code earlier in this episode, so uh, please make use of that. That won't be uh, uh, out there forever, but uh, we wanted to give that opportunity to the folks who are listening to our uh, podcast. So until then, uh, good day. Thanks for listening. And of course, uh, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.